Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. President Trump once again went after Joe Biden on the issue of fracking to extract oil and gas. Let's listen. It's all a pipe dream. But you know what we'll do? We're going to have the greatest economy in the world. But if you want to kill the economy, get rid of your oil industry. You want... And, and what about fracking? All right, now, let me, let me, have, let me allow fracking. Vice President I Biden to have respond. I never said I oppose fracking. Y- you said it I, on tape. I did. Show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Put it on the website. The fact of the matter is Show he's flat lying. Daniel, he then later on added that he had uh, called for an end to fracking on federal land. Yeah. So in in this case, Trump is correct. Biden did make anti-fracking comments during the Democratic primary in 2019 and 2020. And Trump was not lying. Trump is correct. (laughs) Oh, my God. It is the end of days. What the hell has happened? The great Daniel Dale has stuck his flag in the ground and declared, Trump is correct. (laughs) Trump is correct. Game over, match over, win to Donald Trump last night. Holy hell. When CNN can't get away from that, when they got to bring their special surgical hitman in and all he can do is finish off the, the Democratic nominee, that is a tough day. That is a tough day for CNN. That is a tough day for all of the media. Last night was a tragic, tragic night for the media, certainly for people on the left, but but the, the establishment media mostly. They were not happy last night. I swear to God, I don't have this audio because I don't even like to see it. Jake Tapper needed a paramedic last evening. He was so <laughs> distraught and so he was spitting and angry and he was just very he was not he was unwell is what he was. <laughs> and that was just 
incredible. Last night was one hell of a night for Donald Trump. I mean, who knows what it'll do? I got to think that it helps a little, a little bit. If anybody watched that thing, supposedly 80 million people watched or something. Is that true or is that way the really? hell off? That sounds like the Super Bowl. 80 million I mean, something possible. happens uh, that, that got into my head. I don't even know what it is. That's, I mean. Th- that would be a lot of people, I guess. So, But it was it was the debate. If you're a Trump person, it was the debate, the debate you were waiting for. You know, I had said that he won the first debate, and I stand by that. On a TKO, Callahan gives me grief for this. I said he won it on a TKO. And it was a, not a normal knockout, <laughs> a technical knockout, because he had landed so many punches on Biden, and Trump had facts and figures on his side, which you couldn't really, uh, you couldn't really discern how effective that was, because Trump was just was badgering him in mauling Biden so much that he, uh, as so many people have said, is that P- Trump was punching him so much that he never gave Biden a chance to fall down from the punches. You know, he was grabbing him by the collar and smacking him more. And so I don't think you saw the effect of it. But last night, because, hey, the debate commission wanted the thing with the mute button. So after two minutes, you're on your own, buddy. And I I was sure not to toot my own horn here. It's the first time I've used that, by the way. Um, but I, I, I was sure that this format would be bad for Joe Biden. And it was bad for Joe Biden. And he was checking his watch several times. And he ran out of stuff to say uh, on a couple of times. A couple of times. And... Trump, because Trump would would launch a volley at him, Biden then had to absorb it and speak for two minutes, and he was not very good at it. Biden also looked tired and lost. It was a bad look for Joe Biden. I guess if you're if you're a Biden guy, then you've got to be very happy this didn't happen in the first debate. But you can't be happy about what you saw there. And if if the key if this if the efficacy for Trump in this is that that it slows or discourages turnout for Biden. Uh, then I think that, that there's there's probably something to that. It was a it was a tough night. Tr- Trump was on his game. He was able to control himself. He had an answer for everything. There's no doubt this guy studied. Either he studied or just or all this stuff has seeped into his head after three years and just or he just watches a lot of Fox News, so yep. he knows the talking points now. I mean, that's one possibility, right? And he used and he went after Biden about the Hunter Biden stuff, but not too much, but enough. It was a it was a pretty brutal beatdown. I don't know. God, I would. I'm. Yeah, I mean, I guess what you're saying about the first debate, it sort of depends, you know, what you mean by winning the debate. If you mean like winning people mm-hmm. over to vote for you in the the election, I think it's debatable whether or not he won. Right, and they said it wasn't but, because he he was he came off like a like a jerk. A, a, like yes, he was Guinness mean. Book of World Record a hole. <laughs> like but, he seemed mean. People a, don't like the mean bully yelling at the elderly man who's not sure why he's there. Right, but so, that said, but, Biden also became unhinged and was also a jerk. Right. So, but this debate because I think you're right, they had to stop them from talking over each other and Biden had to really go out there and say stuff, you know, he slowed down, there was lots of umming and like stupid like bad mistake, not that Trump doesn't make mistakes in what he says too, but you know, calling mandatory minimums, minimum mandatories and other, you know, he just seemed like not all together. And, you know, I've seen Biden be worse. Certainly he's had worse Mm -hmm. flub ups. He didn't have any like really bad moments that stick out in my head, but there was lots of slowing down, Mm -hmm. lots of deep breathing. Like he did not. And from the moment he walked out, he just looked 
and I have a friend who says I'm ageist, and maybe I'm ageist. Yeah. I don't know. He just looked old, mm-hmm. you know, and it just makes you wonder, what is he, 78 now or something? Yeah, I guess so. There I mean, is an, an, that is a that is a big, big age to be running the country. I I don't know. Well, I, some more than others. This is he's an old seventy eight, and he's there is a, a look that you know if you've hung around with older people where the mouth is a little agape, and and he's buffering a lot, and it's like if you have a, an Apple computer, that little pinwheel thing is going around <laughs> way too much. No, it's true. And, and <laughs> yeah. the problem is this, and the, and the media has done this to itself. And that fracking question is huge because that's a direct battleground state question. That fracking question is huge. And the fact that Biden not only answered it, answered the question and lied about it, which is fine. I understand this is politics are all lies. I get it. And in the primary, you want to say that you're anti-fracking and now you don't want to say it. So the, the fact that Biden lied about it is one thing. But now, and this is where the Democrats, your apparatus comes back to kick you in the ass. And the same thing with the mute button. You wanted the mute button, you got the mute button, and Trump let Biden flail and collapse. So the problem is this, is that you've, Biden answers the question here. You know what, let me just play. This is Biden with the fracking. President Biden to respond. I never said I oppose fracking. You said it on tape. I did show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Put it on the website. Just to clarify, would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those, either any fossil fuel. So that's one of his, uh, that's the question from last night. And of course, him answering a question from Dana Bash. Uh, saying that they would get rid of fracking, phase it out, essentially. The problem is this. Is that now, Biden answered the question by saying, I have never said it, roll the tape. Um. So, yeah, no, sorry, I mean, just, and the problem just is... Just swallowing. That, the problem um, is that there is a lot of tape of Biden well, saying... Well, no, so, no, so here's the problem, is fuel. that now, now that results in the mobilization of the apparatus in the newsrooms. All of these newsrooms, CNN, flew in Daniel Dale from Toronto and hired him and made him their fact-checker. And all of them have fact-checkers. And all of these newsrooms have now fact-checking personnel. And Biden now, on that stage, demanded that Daniel Dale sweep into action. Yeah, roll tape, Daniel Dale. No, I've never said it. Find the tape right now. Daniel Dale doesn't want to have to find the tape. He doesn't want to do this. Why are you making him do this? Biden said essentially, go there, grab the pistol, and shoot me with it right now. Right now. And it's not just Daniel Dale. It's it's it, all the fact checkers everywhere. Because it's Joe Biden saying it, so it's not just Trump. It's their guy saying it. He's asking to be fact checked. Go ahead and fact check me right now. And they did. And it looks terrible. And Biden appears to be, you know, equivocating, certainly, in the very least. Well, right. And, you know, I get what Biden's trying to do here, although he's not as good at it as he once was, which is to say that, you know, we're going to eliminate fossil fuels, but without banning them because we're going to end the subsidies and we're going to invest in these other things and da-da-da. You know, we saw how that worked out with, like, Solyndra and Evergreen Solar, first of all, with these companies. Like, we'll just invest in stuff. But second of all... 
everyone who's serious in the energy industry, and there are a lot of them who live in swing states, understands that all these other things are like unicorn kisses right now that you're going to run the fuel off of. So if you're saying you're going to get rid of fossil fuels and we'll replace it with magic green technologies, this stuff doesn't exist yet. This is pretend. And he said at one point he said 2025, at one point he said 2035, and then Mm -hmm. he said 2050. He was all over the place with what year we're going to eliminate it. But let me tell you, like, there's no way we're going to get to eliminating fossil fuels anywhere in the next 50 years without nuclear power. That's just, I mean... That doesn't exist. Well, right, left, and that's another. That's another, and that's the bigger conversation. Let him do that. So yeah, right. I mean, this is the bigger conversation because he would say, you know, but like, it, but also, but Alice, he you, also you, just lied. You can't treat flack, fracking like a slur. Hydraulic fracturing has ushered in an energy revolution that has made this country energy independent and lowered in, emissions a in lot. 20, in twenty in uh, nineteen, we exported oil. We didn't need any oil. We were exporting barrels of oil from the United States right. like it was 1934 again. This is incredible what this has done. It, is a, it has helped us mm-hmm. in, in, um, with global challenges. Well, if, if Iran had, had uh, you know, Iran has been attacking with drone strikes Saudi Arabia uh, oil resources, some of which are crucial to the world's supply of oil, those would have sent prices through the roof. 10 years ago mm-hmm. with fracking with alternatives that we've found through this technology we have become energy independent in 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 strengthened in a way that's incredible it's in your gas prices it's in the prices of goods and services fracking is a miracle it, it is, is a miracle and some of us like those of us in massachusetts don't really get to fully experience the effects of that miracle because we're not allowed to have pipelines that bring the gas to us at a reasonable rate but, you know, those of you out in America, you know, <laughs> you're very lucky. The fracking is really helping you out financially and otherwise. And the fact that Joe Biden wants to get rid of it or ban it or whatever word you want to use, because he doesn't want to say he wants to ban it. He just wants it to stop happening by magic. That's, you know, a, whatever rhetorical devices you want to use. This his party and he are the party of we want this to stop happening. And this is really something that has changed the face of the American economy and the American energy industry in the last few years. That is huge. So, I mean, that's a real campaign issue. Yes. Well, any other problem? Of course, it doesn't take much looking at all into these um, green technologies, uh, the wind technologies and solar technologies to realize that the problem persists and remains, even though they're working on it and Tesla's working on it and all these country, companies are working on it, you can't store the energy yet. So wind energy works when it's windy. And if it's not windy when you need it to be windy, then you're screwed. It's too bad. There's no battery life to store any of this stuff. And solar's got a similar problem, yeah, not, as, I mean- not as dramatic as wind. So the, the idea that we would go move off of um, fossil fuels at this point is idiotic, and people know that. And it's also just a, a, a kitchen table jobs conversation for people in the middle of the country. Right. And I mean, I believe me, I want solar to be a thing as much as the next person because I and we get scouted by solar roof people all the time where we live because we have an awesome roof for it, and they have tried to sell us on it. Um, the problem is that all the cost of it that makes it cost effective, it's all coming from government subsidies. It's right. all coming from government programs, from tax rebates and and 
you know, these, you know, government. And that's money, another thing Biden got wrong us. yesterday. Biden said there were, there were no subsidies. Oh, and it's yeah. absolutely solar false. Solar is so subsidized. That's yes. the only and, and, reason why people get solar is because it's so subsidized. And, <laughs> and, sorry, everybody, but the solar panels are hideous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, I wanted them because I'm like a, doomsday prepper and i want our house to be energy independent and i'm like ready to put the battery in my basement so we can live totally off grid i'm like right there but i also do a ton of research on these things and like you know so when i said like the panels are ugly and my husband won't let me put them on our beautiful antique house a bunch of people are like oh but the tesla solar roof blah 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 has these amazing tiles and they keep sending me the same promotional tesla video from five years ago of their amazing solar roof and let me just explain to everybody, the Tesla solar roof is not real right now. It's a prototype. They put it on like 11 houses in California. And the way that you buy a Tesla solar roof is you give the Tesla company $1,000 to be on their waiting list for when they actually invent their solar roof tiles, they're going to come and put it on your house. So it's it doesn't exist right now. Like, it's great in theory. I love it. Like, sign me up for the Tesla solar roof, but I'm not giving Elon Musk $1,000 to, like, hopefully maybe this thing will happen someday. Right. And, and also, if you look at it, and it just doesn't take much research at all. If you look at with the wind, when there are federal incentives to build wind projects, there, there are always uh, huge growth spurts in wind projects. They fall go hand in hand. When the incentives go away, the wind projects go away. So these, uh, these are all hugely incentivized. I, I think I always thought that the seeing in the Norwegian Sea or whatever, um, all those wind, wind uh, silos, they, they look gorgeous and pretty awesome. And I still think, even though it looks otherworldly in the War of the Worlds uh, sometimes, even in mountainsides, countrysides up in Vermont, I still think it looks... It's pretty damn awesome. It's an awesome sight to see. I, you know, it's just the technology is just not there. It feels better than it is at the moment. Really, nuclear is like you were saying is the way to go. But we've been culturally dissuaded for some goddamn. Re- I'm sorry for yeah. some dang reason because of the Three Mile Island accident, accident in 1976, which most people probably do not remember here. And the HBO miniseries about Chernobyl, which did right, or the did, actual Chernobyl. Did the, which, <laughs> But I mean, also like the, the nuclear HBO, was dead before the that. HBO miniseries they, 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 was a little bit, a little bit. Um, well, I understand that, but, but, but also Yoko, but, the Yokoshima thing did it too. Hiroshima? No, Hiroshima oh, oh. was dissuaded people from <laughs> nuclear bombs. Certainly, um, the uh, the Fuku, uh, Fukushima, Fukushima. Is that what it's I think called? it's Fukushima. The, 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 like the, the one in Japan. Japan. But did Japan. But did nothing happen from that? I don't know if it ever actually did, I don't think actually. anything happened from that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I mean, Chernobyl was an institutional failure for sure, and the site still has issues. But also, you know, if the Soviet Union can screw up that badly and, like, this is the end result, like, the... It's not the end of the universe. I mean, the miniseries was a little bit overblown, although I did enjoy it. But, it, you know, nucle- if you are serious about wanting to get the world off of its carbon addiction, then your only choices are either that we go to a totally pre-industrial lifestyle or that we go nuclear. Those are the only choices, realistically, right now. And you can talk to me about solar and wind and hydropower and... but. But it's just pretend. It's pretend right. world. So when Biden says we're getting off carbon and we know that his base is not going to let him do nuclear, 
you know, he either has to make everything super expensive and make sure everybody is screwed over for the foreseeable future or, or, you know, it, it, it's just not realistic. That's a problem. And the, the whole Green New Deal thing is so dumb. It's so dumb. And when I see people say like, oh, but the Green New Deal doesn't cost anything. It's just a resolution. Oh, well, great. Like, let's fly to Mars and create a colony there. And by the way, like, you know, passing this resolution in Congress to fly to Mars doesn't cost any money because we're just passing a resolution. Like, well, yeah, but actually flying to Mars costs money. Like, it's the people saying like, oh, well, the Green New Deal doesn't ban the airline industry. No, but it says we're going to have no carbon in the next 20 years. Right. So, and, and we'll like, get, how is that going to work? And exactly? We'll get into that stuff a little bit more, too. But let's get back. Let's go back in and get back to the uh, debate horses. last night and burn through a little bit of this, uh, this audio. But okay. why didn't he get it done? See, it's all talk, no action with these politicians. Why didn't he get it done? That's what I'm going to do when I become president. But you were there just a short time ago, and you guys did nothing. We did. You know, Joe, I, I ran because of you. Good line. Good theme he returned to again and again and again. If Joe Biden's been there for half a century, why didn't he do any of this stuff then? That is a good line that normal people who aren't into politics understand. You had all the time in the world. What he wants to do, which will basically be socialized medicine, he won't even have a choice, they want to terminate 180 million plans. We have done an incredible job on health care, and we're going to do even better. Okay, Let Vice President. Another good thing to hit. Mm-hmm. Always say that they, want to, that, they, that they want to get rid of your plan to revamp your offerings through their government system. Um, that is always good. People Just politically, it's good because people do not I like mean, their health care tampered with ever. Yes and no. I mean, I do think Obamacare is a disaster. I do think this is a really – that this could be a really good position for Trump. I don't think Trump went into it as hard as he could because I don't think he's as health care literate as he could be. Um, like, I think Pence could have argued this one better, frankly. And, you know, I think the 180 million plans line is good, but I don't think Trump really understands what the problem is with the public option necessarily. Because yeah, but that's fine. So in lieu of that, just do the 100 million, 180 yeah, million plans. Biden has a point that Biden is not the one in the Democratic Party who's making the who's pro-socialized medicine. But the point is, and like the connection that Trump failed to- We're not looking for the truth here. We're looking to win the election. Right. Right. But the point to me is that the connection that Trump failed to make is that, you know, this might not be Bernie Sanders' plan now, but when you offer a public option, and to me, this is like what Biden said it himself. He said, we're going to have a public option to compete with private health insurance. Well, if it's quote unquote, free from the government. Like, what kind of competition is that? Obviously, you're going to end up with more people on the public plan than you anticipate. Obviously, that's going to destroy private health insurance. You know, so that's that's the that like one little extra step there that I needed Trump to take that he didn't take is like that the public option does inherently destroy private insurance. President Biden, yes, this is for you. Your health care plan calls for building on Obamacare. So my question is, what is your plan if the law is ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court? You have two minutes uninterrupted. What I'm going to do is pass Obamacare with a public option, become Biden care. The public option <laughs> is an option that says that if you, in fact, do not have the wherewithal to be, if you qualify for Medicaid and you do not have the wherewithal in your state to get Medicaid, you automatically are enrolled providing competition for insurance companies 
That's what's going to happen. Secondly, we're going to make sure we reduce the premiums and reduce drug prices by making sure that there's competition that doesn't exist now by allowing the Medicare to negotiate drug prices with the insurance companies. Thirdly, the idea that I want to eliminate private insurance, the reason why I had such a fight for with 20 candidates for the nomination was I support private insurance. That's why I didn't, not one single person with private insurance would lose their insurance under my plan, nor did they under Obamacare. There you go. Activating Daniel Dale again. You cannot say that. No you one lost their insurance that. under Obamacare, Tom. No one. They did not lose their insurance unless they chose they wanted to go to something else. Lastly, we're going to make sure we're in a situation that we actually protect pre-existing. There's no way he can protect pre-existing conditions. None. Zero. You can't do it in the ether. He's been talking about this for a long time. There is no, he's never come up with a plan. I guess we're going to get the pre-existing condition plan the same time we get the infrastructure plan that we've been waiting since 17, 18, 19, and 20. The fact that I still have a little, few more minutes. I know you're getting anxious. It's not our getting anxious, Joe. It's you getting anxious, seeing that you get there's a lot of time left on the board. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the fact is that there, he's already cost the American people because of his terrible handling of the COVID virus and the economic spillover. 10 million people have lost their private insurance. And he wants to take away 22 million more people who have it under Obamacare and over 110 million people with pre-existing conditions. And all the people from COVID are going to have pre-existing conditions. That is, um, that is exactly where Biden should be strong. And he is stronger there than he is elsewhere, including the a tussle they had about the minimum wage, which really should be economics 101 and business 101 for most Americans. You really, this should really not be something that you're struggling with. I want to talk about the minimum wage, gentlemen. Mr. Yeah. Vice President, we are talking a lot about struggling small businesses yes. and business owners these days. Do you think this is the right time to ask them to raise the minimum wage? You, of course, support a $15 federal minimum wage. I do, because I think one of the things we're going to have to do is we're going to have to bail them out, too. We should be bailing them out now, those small businesses. You got one in six of them going under. They're not going to be able to make it back. They passed a, a, a package that allows us to be able to call PPP. Money is supposed to go to help them do everything from organize how they can deal with their business. Am I missing something here? They need a bailout now, so why would you make them pay unskilled employees more money? I don't get this. Or is this the, the quid pro quo? is that if they sign on to the minimum wage, if everybody understands, wink, wink, it's happening, then there's a built-in bailout? I don't get that. I don't get what he's what he's saying here. Business is being open safely. D d schools, how they can make classrooms smaller, how they can hire more teachers, how they can put ventilation systems in. They need the help. The businesses as well as the schools need the help. But this, these guys will not help them. It's not giving them any of the money. We are going to move Should on to immigration. One, one thing very quickly, but I want to say we have reaction. to help our small businesses. This is good for Trump to kick the ball right in right. play because Biden was out in no man's land there. By raising the minimum wage, that's not helping. Uh, I think right. it should be a state option. Alabama is different than New York. New York is different from Vermont. 
Every state is different. It should be a state you, option. You said very We recently, have to help. It's very important. We have to help our small businesses. You, you How said, are you helping your small businesses when you're forcing wages? What's going to happen and what's been proven to happen is when you do that, these small businesses fire many of their employees. You said very Not recently true, you would consider raising the federal minimum wage to $15 Say an it. hour. You said recently you would consider raising the federal minimum wage to $15 I, an really hour. Love. Thank you for rebutting him, by the way, Chris. And I know you like her, Alice. But, you I know, do I, like her. She was good. She did argue with Trump on a few occasions, which is inappropriate. Right. She but, didn't argue with the other old guy. Uh, yeah, but she did ask him some decent, fair questions that are like questions the right would want her to ask Biden. You know, I think that I think that our left wing media friends can't necessarily help themselves. And, you know, I think she was trying to be fair and down the middle. And she did. She did, really did ask Biden questions that I wanted her to ask Biden and pressed him on a few things. Um, you know, she did irritate me when she told Trump he was wrong about kids in schools or whatever, because that's <laughs> like that's like one of the best supported scientifically things that we should be doing is opening the schools. But right. whatever. But yeah. Whatever. And she I mean, was well, not only did she rebut him, but she well, was wrong. Actually, yes. yeah. No, I, still the case. And I would consider it. And to an extent, but in what I really like, what I re- in a second administration, but not to a level that's going to put all these businesses out of business. It should be a state option. Look, every in different places. I know different places. They're all different. Some places, fifteen dollars is not so bad. In other places, other states, fifteen dollars. Okay, would be President ruinous. Trump. Thank no, you. Quick no response, Vice President Biden. Two jobs, one job, be below poverty. People are making six, seven, eight bucks an hour. These first responders, we all clap for as they come down the street because they've allowed us to make it. What's happening? They deserve a minimum wage of $15. Anything below that puts you below the poverty level. And there is no evidence that when you raise the minimum wage, businesses go out of business. That is simply not true. We're going to talk about immigration. Yeah, that's not, that's obviously horse belief on Biden. Trump did miss an opening there on first responders because that mm-hmm. brings you into the Black Lives Matter stuff. And uh, I don't know that all, that many cops and EMTs are getting paid six bucks an hour. Well, cops and EMTs are pretty different. I mean, I was shocked. Uh, I attended Tufts University in uh, Medford in Somerville, Massachusetts, um, and their EMS was volunteer. But uh, I remember being annoyed because I worked at the makeup counter at a Macy's and I had friends that were doing EMS who made less money than me per hour. So uh, EMTs do make terrible, terrible wages. That is a fact. Uh, I, I don't know why they can do Emergency medical, medical personnel who are in the, in the trucks? The people who are in the ambulances who show up to the crime scenes make terrible I wages. challenge that. I, mean, I, I don't know. That. We can look into it. The ones at Tufts University were volunteer so they made zero dollars. Well, if they're volunteering, I assume they're not making much. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the, even the ones who make money, the, the individuals in the ambulances that you call make bad, bad wages. Nurses make great money. Doctors How make great money. How the hell does an EMT make bad wages? They just do. I don't know. But So here's EMT in Boston. Um, and the EMT in Boston makes $15 an hour. That's a... It's suck job to make 50 bucks. It's a pretty bad job. I would not do it for that money. I mean, when I had friends, and it was less than that then because this was maybe like ah, 15 years ago, I was working right. at the makeup counter at the Macy's, and uh, I was making like, I think $16 an hour, and uh, they were making way less than that. Like, it, like 
nine or I ten or eleven skilled. dollars. I know a guy who does it. Who and had they were a good mad job. at me, and I was like, "I'm sorry, you could work at the makeup counter if you. I'm sorry, you could work at the makeup counter if you want to, but you know." It was your decision to go do this job that's really difficult and requires a ton of training and pays you terribly. It, that wasn't my decision that you decided to do. There's got to be more. There's got to be a racket. Because a lot of firemen, et cetera, pick up extra money doing it. There's got to be a reason. Firemen, hey, if you know anything about EMTs um, and and how much they make an hour and um, why you get all the extra shifts and why you do it, and if tell me the, the we want the skinny on EMTs. <laughs> I'm learning something here, and I need to learn more about it. Uh, okay. I have one final would question. Would he close it down falls, the oil industry? It falls. Would you close it down falls. the oil industry? I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, Biden. Somebody. This is why this format is not great for him. Mm-hmm. I would transition. So you're, if you're in the oil industry right yeah. now, you know, those hundreds of thousands of people who are in there and whether or not they're working on oil derricks or, uh, you, you know, doing uh, accounting for the oil industry – yeah. You are listening to this. Oh, I will that's transition. a big It is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes. Oh, Jesus. That's this, really bad. Yeah, this and is his, him digging his grave. His campaign has been doing damage control on that all day today. They've really been out there trying to say, you know, he didn't really mean that. And he means, you know, we're going to end the subsidies for it, but not end the industry. Because it's not a tenable position. I mean, a lot of people were making this point, which is a little bit of a cheap shot. But, you know, they're saying he wants all this plexiglass in every business in America. And how... How are you going to do that plexiglass without the oil industry? It's just a joke, really. You can't end the American oil industry. So I got a friend, well, a person I work with. I don't even know if he knows that I'm, I'm – He, a guy I know who's a big liberal actually sent me, I think by mistake, something um, about about Trump and the oil industry. Trump, one of Trump's problems with the <laughs> – that he brings up all the time um, is that um, – is that uh, the birds? Mm-hmm. The birds um, with the wind turbines being yes. killed by the wind turbines. Exactly. So he sent me this thing saying wind turbines aren't even the top cause of bird deaths in the energy production sector. Oil pits kill five hundred to one million birds each year, according to Fish and Wildlife Service estimate. That's at least twenty uh, twice as many birds as turbines. Birds are lured to oil pits, thinking they're ponds. Then get stuck in them. Under President Obama's administration, companies that left oil pits open for birds to get stuck in could face fines and criminal charges under the 1918 Migratory Bird Treaty Act. Nice effing regulation there, Obama. Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, a waste pit filled with crude oil left by drilling operations in a jungle clearing near the Amazon town of Sasha, Ecuador. Oh, that's what I'm looking at, the picture, okay. But in 2017, the Trump administration declared that the law only applied to People intentionally killing birds, not oil companies engaging in lawful commercial activity. So I went, I Googled this after he sent this to me, I assume by mistake, because it seemed like we're really fighting the battle of the birds right now. (laughs) So I then Googled this, just fed this word for it into Google and Mm -hmm. saw the entire thing. And apparently like 500 million birds per year fly into human structures, buildings and die. Yeah, it's huge. There was a big one recently. And whatever birds are left are killed by cats. (laughs) <laughs> outdoor cats like the article was horrific there is a bird there is a bird genocide happening mm-hmm. that is 
a, a, a the most horrific mm-hmm. you know culling of a, an animal in the history of the world. This is a big now. Thing. This I'm is surprised you brought this up because this is I follow this because I follow lots of urban. Well, let me tell, can I, let me just Twitter? finish before you go on this. Okay. This is my response to him after he said this. But in 2017, the Trump administration declared that the law only f- applied to people intentionally killing birds, not only oil companies mm-hmm. lawfully uh, lawful activity. Then he. Uh, it finishes up by saying, that is the legacy of Trump in three paragraphs. To which my response was, f*** the birds. Because <laughs> I don't care about the goddamn birds. I don't care about them. You know, I think they're fine. I love hawks and eagles, and I watch them, and I watch them at work, and I think they're great. Do you like guinea fowl chickens? <laughs> I, the guinea fowl are fine, as far as I'm They're a little bit dis- – aren't you disappointed at how uh, profoundly stupid they are? <laughs> the chickens are awesome because they have personalities. But um, but so that's where that's where I am on that. Like, can you imagine that, guys? Let's, you know what? We need to bring the debate to the birds. Trump saying that the wind turbines kill them. You sure? But oil ponds kill a lot more. First of all, where's that, where the hell's an oil pond around here? Yeah, you, I'm sure you can find them in the Amazon, and the birds are going there thinking that, wow, the black pond looks like it'll be fun, and then can't get out of there, and that's horrifically tragic. Mm-hmm. But. Um, Give it up, unless you're with the Sierra Club here or um, the um, what's that thing with all the bird sanctuaries around Audubon, the Audubon Society. Um, I'm not all that. I'm not really, life is too freaking short. I like short. birds, and I don't want them to die. Buildings are a huge cause of bird death. No. This is what I thought of. Well, when Green Trump, New Deal when takes they care of that. Argued about the uh, wind turbines because yes, because it's the big plate glass windows that are like a big culprit. So when the weather conditions are right and the birds get forced, the down birds low, need to write all... a a joint letter to a little thing called evolution <laughs> oh, and no. ask Darwin no. to speed up their understanding of mirrors. <laughs> and the fact that, um, you know, even though it seems like it might be fun to collide with a bird who is a dead ringer for yourself, that in <laughs> fact, stop. it could be fatal and no. you might plummet to the ground. No, but We're not here not to save great. the birds, Alice. Anyway, anyway, I don't think Trump's point about the wind turbines killing birds is great. And I don't think your buddy's point there about the oil fields is a great Oil point. ponds. Oil ponds, whatever. I don't know. Significantly. Oh, I see. And here's the deal. But That's a big statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time, over time. And I'd stop giving to the oil industry. I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. He won't give federal subsidies to the to the gas, excuse me, to the to uh, solar and wind. Yeah. Why are we giving it to oil industry? We actually do All give right. it to solar and wind. We and that's maybe the biggest question. statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Okay. Because basically what he's saying question, is he is Mr. going President. to destroy the oil industry. Okay. Will you remember that Texas? Will you okay. remember that Pennsylvania, <laughs> Oklahoma? Vice President. <laughs> I love that. I'll take that. You know, if Trump is defeated, if he doesn't pull this thing out, I will miss that about him. This is like... Uh, he is very funny. It will politics will get more boring. So I mean, this was our last presidential debate featuring Donald Trump mm-hmm. um, in American history, and right. so you might as well enjoy it. And the guy is pretty funny. He, he is, is pretty funny. And Joe, uh, you heard a Joe in, in in there say, "Come on, man!" He had a lot of come ons. Don't worry, it's all gonna be over soon. Come on, learning to live with it. Come on, all you teachers out there. Not that many of you are gonna die, so don't worry about it. Come on, come on. Come on, folks. Like we had a good relationship with Hitler before he, in fact, invaded Europe. 
the rest of you. I seem to recall, by the way, come on, a lot of U-boats sinking a lot of uh, ships from North America heading over to England for Lend-Lease. A lot of uh, merchant marines and other sailors dying over there. Come on, Joe. Europe, come on. Lecturing me on Social Security and Medicare? Come on. Let them go bankrupt. Come on. Come on. So uh, Trump also played the kids in cages thing, right? Which was a mm-hmm. good go on offense. Always go on offense. The left has no antibody to attacks from the left. They don't know how to handle them. Lots of bad people, cartels, and they're brought here and they used to use them to get into our country. We now have as strong a border as we've ever had. We're over 400 miles of brand new wall. You see the numbers. And we let people in, but they have to come in legally. And they come in through But America. how will you reunite let me these just tell kids you, with their families, let me just tell you, Mr. President? They built cages. You know, they used to say, I built the cages. And then they had a picture in a certain newspaper. And it was a picture of these horrible cages. And they said, look at these cages. President Trump built them. And then it was determined they were built in 2014. That was him. Do you they have a plan cages. to reunite the kids? Yes, we're working families? on it very, we're, we're trying very hard. But a lot of these kids come out without the parents. They come over through cartels and through coyotes and through gangs. Vice President Biden, let me bring you into this conversation. Quick response and then another question to you. These 500 plus kids came with parents. They separated them at the border to make it a disincentive to come to begin with. Bay, real tough. We're really strong. And guess what? They cannot. It's not coyotes didn't bring them over. Their parents were with them. They got separated from their parents. And it makes us a laughing stock and violates every notion of who we are as a nation. Let me ask you a follow-up Kristen, question. they did it. We changed the policy. Your response they to did that? It. We, we changed. did not. They built the cages. The, they, who, who built the cages, let's, Joe? Let's talk about what who we're built talking the cages, about. Joe? Let's talk about what we're talking about. What happened? Parents were ripped. Their kids were ripped from their arms and separated. And now they cannot find over 500 sets of those parents. And those kids are alone. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. It's criminal. It's a nice line of attack by Biden. You know, in, in fact, a lot of those kids are brought over by coyotes. There's it's no true. doubt. And uh, a lot of those kids were simply deposited. A lot of the parents uh, are, don't want the kids back, want the mm-hmm. kids to live in America. And they've gotten in touch with a lot of these folks. It doesn't take right. much research to find it out. Now, uh, also, the best thing about this, of course, is that all these people on the left who are so concerned, who know so much about e- immigration. It's not illegal immigration because no person's illegal who know so much about immigration, who go on and proselytize and, you know, and preach and hector people on social media and shame their friends and and talk about how their lily-white towns with no crime are actually very racist and not good for immigrants, etc., and have all their signs out that say, you know, everybody's welcome here, we're a welcoming town, etc. All these people who, who supposedly know so much about the issue had never heard of a coyote before and assumed that they were talking about the freaking dog. <laughs> Incredible. They assumed uh, respected people, <laughs> check marks. I mean, there are hundreds of them now that the, the people on the right have found. These blue check marks are laughing at Trump saying he thinks a coyote canine thing is bringing over kids. Yeah, a coyote could never even lift one. It's freaking unbelievable. And that just goes to show that they never knew anything about any of this stuff. They're all. This is a dum-dum situation here, <laughs> and that is horrific. Right. I mean, so uh, I think we all remember back in 2014, I think it, that was the summer, right? The 2014 summer when the, the Obama ha- 
administration had the huge crisis at the border with the miners and they had all the kids in cages and people on the left were like freaking out a little bit then too but the memories are short you know that uh, obama administration uh, the Obama administration's immigration policy encouraged people to bring kids because they essentially said, if we, you know, if you come with kids, we're going to just let you go into America and we'll follow up with you later or something, maybe. And and so people started just sending kids over and saying, and, you know, this is a big issue. I don't know if people remember, but in Massachusetts, we had a ton of cities that were going on the news and saying, like, wait a minute, you're depositing these kids who are maybe 16, maybe 20, who are unaccompanied minors into our school right. system, who are using our social workers, who are using our foster care system. And, like, we don't have the resources to fund this. Right. You know, and that's when the Obama administration started building cages to put them all in because they didn't know what else to do because they had a crisis that they had encouraged because they said, we're just going to make your kids citizens if you drop them off at the U.S. border. And, you know, it sucks. The situation sucks. But Obama had the same situation and he had the same, if not a worse, solution to it. But it's nobody is willing to engage this issue in a, on a nuanced level and say that there are real trade-offs and real problems mm -hmm. here with incentivizing behavior from really bad people. There are cartels. There are coyotes, mm -hmm. which for blue checks who don't know are people who get paid money to bring people across the border. Yes. And, and you know, I don't know that every Trump administration official did exactly the right thing in every situation, but... You know, we know now that virtually every immigration scandal that has occurred actually happened in the Obama administration. And, you know, when people said they were going to investigate for, you know, war crimes and genocide and whatever else, that was all that's all things that happened under Obama. The court cases of abuse in the detention centers that happened under Obama. This is this is the problem with the media only deciding to show up to their jobs in 2017 january of 2017 is it right and they're going away so if you're a kid in the cage look up because you are screwed um you know and I've, I've been to a bunch of these conferences so the immigration conferences and i've talked to people and uh, about these uh, coyotes and about uh, these these human traffickers really are what they are and a lot of these girls are sexually assaulted a lot of them are impregnated a lot of them you know raped along the way and it's um it's horrible it's a horrible it's a horrible thing that happens and the fact that people that supposedly care about this stuff in human rights, women's rights, children's rights, are willing to look the other way about the the nightmare that is this journey that happens to get into the United States illegally uh, just shows that they're disingenuous. And so that is what that is. I talked to a guy, a very reputable guy, and and told him – I remember I, I, show, I sent someone a picture of – to, to this guy who's in radio, and uh, he said, uh, you know, Trump put kids in cages. That's that's uh, unforgivable forever. He's a war criminal. So I took a picture of the cages from 2014, and I sent it, and I sent him the pictures, and I said, would you call these cages? And he said, yes, damn right I would. And I said, okay, well, just so you know, those are Obama's cages from 2014. And he said, uh, yeah, nice trick. It doesn't matter. I was against it then, too. Like, no, you weren't. You Nobody was against it then. No, Breitbart was against it then, and Fox News was against it then. By the way, 
This could all be resolved immediately, immediately with legislation from the Congress. The Congress, where Joe Biden spent 47 years, they could come up with legislation with clear immigration policy. Because right now, border control agents are simply doing, following the directions that the law provides for them. The laws that were written by Congress. So when you see AOC and Liz Warren down at the border crying about children, remember, they're the authors of that policy. And when their when their lawmaking is so shoddy that some that some circuit court has to get involved and change the situation for kids, that's on Congress. But I mean, our whole government's a disaster in that way. All of this, I mean, the hysteria over the Supreme Court could also be resolved by Congress if they chose mm-hmm. to do something about it. You know, Trump isn't running the government by himself, um, and and the. So much of what we get so overexcited about in our policy conversations in this country could be fixed if Congress would do their jobs and pass laws. Of course, but they're complete and utter. They're cowards. Yes. I would say there's a P word that I would say, but we're not allowed <laughs> to say anymore. But it's a kind of hat. So the uh, liberal uh, establishment media, of course, went out last night and talked to people about what they thought about the debate. And <laughs> unfortunately... Didn't go as well as they wanted to. Is MSNBC talking to a person about uh, the debate? Did it change your mind? What effect did it have? Was this debate the moment that sealed it for you, or was just another affirmation of what you were already been thinking? Definitely sealed it. Trump wants to open up the country. That's essential. That is a huge thing, and we see that the polling is not there. Who the hell knows about the polling? The guys from Commentary Magazine think there's a shy COVID voter out there. But I think it's about split. I think half this country is saying, screw this, let's go. I just talked to, we had an Ed Board meeting with the the CEO of a hospital, a big hospital here in Massachusetts. Uh, Yesterday, I can't believe it's already, is this Friday? So it was Thursday. And I said to her, hey, we were getting all these reports that... News reports saying that people are afraid of the spikes in cases because, like, for here in Massachusetts, we're hearing where we get graded by red. Like, if your city gets deemed red, that means you've done something very bad, like had a graduation party, and there are like six more cases, and the <laughs> and the governor yells at you, and then threatens to send shock, shock troops over, and then the mayor shuts down more businesses and kills them. So, but so anyway, so. So they're saying, well, there's a spike in cases, spike in cases, spike in cases. And you, we don't want to spike in cases, obviously, because remember, and I still see news stories talking about this, there is a, you know, we don't want to run out of PPP, PPE because there still is PPE shortages everywhere and we don't have enough equipment. So I asked this person who works not only as a CEO at a hospital, but is works with a network of hospitals in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And I said, if this stuff's not fatal anymore, and there are spikes in cases. The fear could be, the fear originally was that we may not have enough equipment equipment for the surges. And that could either, either mean that people with other ailments could die because they can't get, to, you know, in the, in the pipeline because we're dealing with COVID people. Or that we just don't have enough resources for COVID people and mm-hmm. they could die. And we're worried about this. I said, is there a shortage of PPE? It was just all true. And she said, absolutely not. Nope, not in Massachusetts. There's no shortage of PPE here. There's there's not a a problem here, and that they obviously they've only got a few cases. the The deaths 
this thing is so much more treatable now than it was with proning in with uh, different drugs that seem to work much better. It's a di We're in a totally different world than we were in March. We're in a totally different world than we were in March. It's, you know, sadly that the, the thing killed everybody who was killable in March, in Massachusetts anyway, um, for the most part, we'll say. It might be a little general. But, but I mean, that was the point. And actually, this, this woman, I should probably just interview her on this show she was really great she started off as a nurse so she speaks like people rather than a bureaucrat or a doctor and so i asked about the the masks i said then what's the reason for the masks i mean i said n95 mask is really powerful right that's the one at the cdc and the other thing says that we that we need to have and uh, that we need to have uh, the the uh, world health organization that's the one that, that's good for COVID in these surgical masks or the cloth ones that most people wear around. I said, those aren't, those are not as effective. And she said, right. The N95s are definitely more are, are good, but she said, it's overkill. You don't need that much uh, because you're not dealing, working on somebody who's hacking up COVID. Probably you're not in that trajectory mm -hmm. and it's an overkill and it's probably uncomfortable. And, it's we don't just don't see, see it's necessary. And I said, well, then what are these? What are these masks good for? And I loved her answer for it. It was the best answer okay. I've heard yet. She said the masks are just buying us a little time till we get the vaccine. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, we want you know phlegm to be flying through the air a little bit less until we can get a vaccine. Right. And I mean, you get less sick if you're exposed to less virus. So the doctors need the heavy duty masks. Because if you remember, like, especially in China at the beginning of this, um, a lot of healthcare workers and doctors were getting sick. The doctor that initially had warned people, you know, about COVID, he was killed by COVID. Um, because they were being exposed to really huge doses. He was killed the, anyway. Well, he yes. would have been killed probably one way or the other. But, um, but the, um, the those healthcare workers were exposed to extremely high um, viral load of of COVID, right. and because they're like you say, they're being coughed on by a person who's dying of the thing, and they're full of phlegm that's full of virus, and like so, if you're just in a store or like walking by someone on the street who has COVID but is asymptomatic and doesn't know it, and they like are breathing near you, there's like not that much COVID getting near you you know it's mm -hmm. it's just not so even if you get a case it's likely to be a much more mild case right um and so what was that about that was about oh yeah opening the country back up right so so i think trump is is he's rolling the dice but i think that's where he's got to be and actually that's how he feels as well he doesn't like this he doesn't really respect this disease and i understand and i talk to people all the time and they always mention i just read today it's going to be four hundred thousand deaths before this is over and really, the underlying meta information they're sending me is that Trump has killed 400,000, by the way. If these others, you know. It, 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 mm -hmm. But here's the, here's the deal. The deal is this. It's a big freaking pandemic that's freaking deadly as hell, and it kills a lot of people. And it's going to do what it's going to do. I mean, what are we going to say? It is a pandemic. I don't know. I don't know. I know that you may die from this pandemic. There's a chance that you will. Most people will not. Most people will, won't even know they're sick. That's fine. But you could. You could also definitely die from, and actually this this mm -hmm. CEO of the hospital, you could definitely die from um, 
from um you know ramifications of mental health problems that you've had now from being tucked away from right. drugs and alcohol and all sorts of other things and she's seeing this at her hospital and it f- was freaking heartbreaking she's seeing um patients from 6 through their early 20s who are being um who are br- being admitted to the hospital for self harm a 6 year old Wow. A six-year-old self-harm because of the what this virus has done and what it's done to them. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. And these hospitals aren't made for mental health care. Right. They're medical hospitals. So they're like, they're housing kids now where they mm-hmm. shouldn't be housed. And, I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy. We need to open the back up immediately. Immediately. People need to start living as human beings again here right. rather than die in their basements of depression. Right. There's what? no honor in in dying with your mask on in your basement. Right. I mean, what we're doing to kids, frankly, is just cruel. Mm-hmm. I mean, having kids sit in front of – I mean, the Zoom meetings are great compared to what they're having. Some of the kids do. Our school system doesn't even have Zoom meetings. There's zero live remote teaching. It's just sending kids a list of assignments on the computer for them to do. It's ridiculous. So, And then they're not seeing their friends. They're isolated. They're alone. Obviously, the kids are going to have mental health problems, but you don't even have to go to that. You can just stick with the medical issues. Mm-hmm. There is... I, I know for a fact in Massachusetts, there is a huge surge of use of medical care over the last couple of months as things have opened back up because people weren't going to doctors for right. months and months. I know that we're behind on appointments that people in our family need, just preventative things. But people have been missing chemotherapy appointments. They've been missing checks on heart health, on blood pressure. I mean, we could barely get your doctor's office to return your thing for your blood pressure medication. Right. This is... There is a problem with access to healthcare in general right now because the hospitals are now having a surge in appointments. I mean, I have a relative who probably needs back surgery, a second back surgery for a back problem, and, you know, was in the hospital getting a morphine drip because they were in so much pain and they can't get in to see a pain specialist to deal with their problem or get an MRI right. or any of this stuff. It's a nightmare. It is a, that is a nightmare. And if you know people who are t- doing chemotherapy, generally you want to get your regimen done and hope to God you live through it as your body gets ravaged and you lose your hair and you lose your voice and you lose you know, it, it's half your ability to operate as a human being and just hope you can live through it and the, the cancer doesn't live through it. And it's awful. And to prolong that stuff with this, with these lockdowns, etc., it's so freaking inhumane. So freaking inhumane. How the, how the frig did COVID get to step in line in front of cancer, by the way? I, I'm not going to get into it anymore. I mean, it may, may, it's making me angry thinking about it. Well, right. Or even just the... You know, the people missing funerals and stuff for loved ones. That's it, There's so much rage to go around, really. So let's get back to some of this MOS here. Um, C-SPAN, C-SPAN is, is <laughs> C-SPAN never, is never, uh, is never ready. There's always a caller or something that detonates the C-SPAN <laughs> segment. And so this is not really one of those, but here's our C-SPAN caller uh, talking about what they saw in the debate last night. What really scares me, and I'm kind of more leaning towards Trump now, is the fact that Joe doesn't seem like he has it together. And I'm just afraid that Kamala Harris will be in charge before you know it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that going around. There's I mean, a, I mean yeah. she can dance in her Timberlands uh, all she wants to on empty stages in the rain. 
I think people have, and I don't know if it's sexist or not, but I think people say, what the hell is going on with that person exactly? Well, and, you know, I'm not going to judge her necessarily because I have a little bit of this, and I think a lot of people have a little bit of this, but she just always agrees with the last person she talked to, which is, it's a problem if you're going to be president of the United States, you know? Like, I think a lot of people have that, where they just want to agree with whoever's in front of them right now, but right. Uh, she has that problem. You know, she does, she will ban fracking when the people come to her oh, with yes. the plan to ban fracking. She will absolutely just sign over your private health insurance plan to the abyss. That's going, you know, it's all, she'll sign up for anything if the right people come to her and tell her to do it. Yeah. Which, so like the, I say, the, I'm not judging her. That's a Well, thing. The, Kamala, the Kamala mafia, the people around her are all Californians. I mean, for God's right. sakes, Jesus. PBS, more MOS from PBS. They talk to a black guy about what's happening there, and it does not go well for them. But if, if, if we're talking about systematic oppression or systematic racism, you can't tell me that the guy that's been there a half a century is not part of that. And now you're telling me that you can't, you have to vote for this guy? Man, please. <laughs> that is not That uh... is not what they want to be hearing there. So uh, let's get back to my friend. Here's the full cut of my buddy Daniel Dale, by the way, who I endorse as the greatest fact checker and media member in the on the face of the earth currently. My friend Anderson Cooper hands it over to Daniel Dale, and when they are forced to step into action and talk about Joe Biden saying he never said he'd ban fracking. President, <clears throat> excuse me. President Trump once again went after Joe Biden on the issue of fracking to extract oil and gas. Let's listen. It's all a pipe dream. But you know what we'll do? We're going to have the greatest economy in the world. But if you want to kill the economy, get rid of your oil industry. You want and and what about fracking? All right. Let me let me let me allow Vice President Biden to respond. I never said I oppose fracking. You said it on tape. I did show the tape. Put it on your website. Put it on on the website. The fact of the matter is he's flat lying. Daniel, he then later on added that he had uh, called for an end to fracking on federal land. Yeah, so in in this case, Trump is correct. Biden did make anti-fracking comments during the Democratic primary. Right now, you can see the control room. They're saying he just did. He just say Trump is correct. Did, Should we cut he? his mic? Hang yeah. On. Can we go to the um, the uh, the my pillow commercial? Oh, but we don't play that guy's commercials. Can we go to anything? Did he just say Trump was in 2019 and 2020? And Trump was not lying. Listen, for example, to something he said in 2019. In the name of God, please (laughs) tell me if Trump wins this election, it's because of the fracking issue. And people can point directly back to the fact checker and say, well, we didn't know if Trump was lying or not. But then the fact checker, checker, Mr. Dale, who seems really smart, (laughs) he told us he wasn't lying. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. Just to clarify, would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those, either any fossil fuel. So Biden did not say the words, I oppose fracking there, but he clearly was at least very strongly suggesting that he was an opponent. Is that what you got from eliminate fracking? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it's hard to say. And he didn't say, like, I promise I won't do a blanket ban on fracking. He said he said that he's never opposed fracking, which is he obviously opposes it. That's pretty general. Another good thing Trump did 
was uh, put Biden with the um, equate him as, as much as possible with his pals in the squad. They came out and said very strongly, six thousand five hundred dollars will be taken away from families under his plan. That his plan is an economic disaster. If you look at what he wants to do, you know the. If you look at his plan, Not, his environmental plan, you know who developed it? AOC plus three. <laughs> they know nothing about the climate. That is good. That is good politicking right there. AOC plus three. And they would have more influence than most people would be comfortable with. Respond, and then we're going to have stuff follow-up is true questions. about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq. If this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. All right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling you a corrupt politician. Nobody. Take President Trump, I want to stay hell. on the issue Excuse of race. We're talking about the, the laptop issue. from hell. This is a laptop from hell. <laughs> this is a that, that's an, an example of Trump being the opposition media instead of the media mm-hmm. doing its job. You know, corrupt politician. Nobody else is saying it, so he's going to say it. They'll well, say it about Trump. Right. I mean, it's really kind of concerning on the media front and like you said when I said they didn't show up during the Obama administration and they're going to do it again the the way that they're handling the Hunter Biden laptop issue is scandalous to mm-hmm. me from the media's perspective not one member of the media has even asked Joe Biden or the Biden campaign if this is really Hunter's laptop they're just going with Russian disinformation. And, you know, there's shades of Russian disinformation here. This laptop could totally have been planted by people who work for Putin. I don't know. Could be. The dossier could have been, too. But CNN ran that. But anyway, you have this laptop. People are saying it's Hunter Biden's laptop. There are these emails on it that look like they're Hunter Biden's emails. Are they Hunter Biden's emails? Some people are coming forward and saying that they are other people on those emails and that they are legitimate emails. Joe Biden. Are these your son's emails? Is this your son's laptop? Not because of your son's addiction problem or any of that, but because the contents of these emails seem to indicate he was profiting off the fact that you are vice president. I mean, that's really the that's the only question here. It's not if it's planted by Russians or whatever no. else. Are you know these what it is? emails real? You know what you're is doing right now? You laptop? know what you're doing right now, according to the media? Working for Putin? No, you're going after Joe Biden's stutter. And by oh, doing that, you're going sorry. after that 12-year-old boy who also stuttered, who was inspired by Biden, oh. who beat his stutter, sorry. who I've been listening to, Joe Biden, I've been listening to now for 30 years, and I have never heard him stutter, never heard a peep of stuttering from him. But that's what you're doing right now. He's been in government 47 years. He never did a thing, except in 1994, when he did such harm to the black community, and they were called, and he called them super predators. And he said that, he said it, super predators. And they have never lived that down. Daniel Taylor's like, Jesus, please don't let me fact check this one. Please don't let me fact check this one. We've got the sound right here. This is a good line of politicking by Donald Mm -hmm. Trump. Once again, the left has no antibody for attacks from the left. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know what to do when you call him a racist. He has no idea. He stood up there and just took it when Kamala yelled at him for busing. And he was on the right side of that one. But when you say racism... And you, to a good progressive, they have no idea because they know that they're really good. And he's been paying off the right people for years and kowtowing. And he even gave the the black people, he even gave black people the invention of the light bulb a month ago. Yeah. You know, he feels like he's paid his tithing now. He shouldn't be taking hits, but he's taking hits. 1994, your crime bill, the super predators. 
Nobody has done more for the black community than Donald Trump. And if you look, with the exception of Abraham Lincoln, possible exception, but the exception of Abraham Lincoln, nobody has done what I've done. Criminal justice reform, Obama and Joe didn't do it. I don't even think they tried because they had no chance at doing it. They might have wanted to do it, but if you had to see the arms I had to twist to get that done, it was not a pretty picture, and everybody knows it, including some very liberal people that cried in my office. They cried in the Oval Office. Two weeks later, they're out saying, gee, we have to defeat him. All right. Reel it in a little bit, Donald. Reel it in. <laughs> you were doing well there. Criminal justice reform, prison reform, opportunity zones with Tim Scott, a great senator from South Carolina, he came in with this incredible idea for Opportunity Zones. It's one of the most successful programs. People don't talk about it. Tremendous investment is being made. Biggest beneficiary, the black and Hispanic communities, and then historically black colleges and universities. After three years of coming to the office, I love some of those guys. They were great. They came into the office, and they said, I said, what are you doing? After three years, I said, why do you keep coming back? Because we have no funding. I said, you don't have to come back every year. We have to come back because President Obama would never give them long-term funding, and I did. Ten-year long-term funding, and I gave them more money than they asked for because they said, I think you need more. And I said, the only bad part about this is I may never see you again because I got very friendly with them, and they like me and I like them. But I saved it. Colleges and universities. Okay. That is a good use of two minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Hammering that in, hammering that in. Now, in the first debate, instead of jumping over the podium and trying to strangle Biden, maybe a little (laughs) bit of this. You know, maybe we do the second debate remotely and let Biden, uh, you know, look at a teleprompter or whatever it is. But at least he got it in on the third debate. There are people. This is Cory Booker, by the way. This is some of his hits against Biden when Booker was running against Biden. Dovetails nicely with with what Trump was saying. There are people right now in prison for life for drug offenses, because you stood up and used that tough on crime, phony rhetoric that got a lot of people elected, but destroyed communities like mine. But you offered no redemption to the people in wanna, prison right now. I want to bring in Secretary. He's unrolled his, un- unveiled his, his crime bill for a guy who helped to be an architect of mass incarceration. I, this is a... I hope your right headphone is working right now. <laughs> inadequate... Uh, solution to what is a raging crisis in our country. And whether it's his rhetoric using the word boy. And this is just another example of um, just conversations that or lessons that Joe Biden shouldn't have to learn. Because of a lot of the legislation that Joe Biden endorsed, we now have had a 500% increase in the prison population since 1980, overwhelmingly black and brown. What we- Thank you, Corey. Donald Trump will be happy to use that going forward. So this next cut, by the way, I've got these cuts. You know, I've, I so this is so I'm a former radio producer. So I grab these cuts and you know uh, trim them without changing them, but um, you know and label them, and then I I put them into this little soundboard thing I have. And sometimes I go real fast getting these cuts because it takes. I mean, me, you know, it takes a couple of hours to record everything. And then I go through them and cultivate what's a, what's a good cut and what isn't. And then I label them, and I try to label them with keywords so if I ever want to look them up. So for the last thing we just said, last thing we just played with all the Cory Booker stuff is cut 16. It's called Booker Biden Race. So if I'm ever looking again, which I often am, even during the show, <coughs> I could just, if I throw in a search, Booker Biden Race, and essentially I'll get, I'll find that. 
The thing before that was Trump race part two. The thing before that was 14 Trump race. Before that, it was Trump Biden corrupt. Before that was MSNBC, MOS Trump. You know, so you get it, right? But sometimes I type very fast. And I'm not a great typist or whatever it's called. And um, and so this next cut is called Trump Halif, which is <laughs> H-L-E-A-T-H, Emreo, which is M-R-E-O. So Trump Halif. Health? No, Halif. H-L. Those two letters have never gone out of order in the history of humankind. Trump Halif. It's cut 17. Trump Halif. Mreo, which is M-R-E-O. That has also never been said. These are parts of both of these words, Khalif and Mreo. Neither of these words have ever had anything like them exist in any language in the history of man. Well, hopefully it, you just search Trump, apparently. Because. Maybe, and maybe an animal. But, uh, Jesus, imagine. I was Imagine I was a producer again for Michael Grammer, Howie Carter. You never calling find for, that again. Like, play the, play the one with everyone. Like, is it possibly Trump, Halit, Mario? <laughs> All right. The best thing is if I played the wrong cut with Graham, and it was actually Trump talking about his sailboat, I'd start playing it. I'd know I was wrong immediately. <laughs> and Graham would talk to me through the IFB, which is the little intercom that people can't hear on the air. And he'd say, what the f- I mean, what the hell is this? And I would say, oh, no, it's kind of symbolic because it's a class issue with Biden. They were, they were talking about, so it's a boat. And he'd say, oh, okay. Like, oh, All right. Here's Trump, Khalif, Rio. We'll see. Alice, what do you think it's about? Um, I got to think Khalif is probably health. Right. So that's my guess, Mario. Um, M-R-E-O. M-R-E-O. Oreo? I mean. Uh... Healthcare and Oreos, you think? <laughs> I don't know. Health. Um, uh, <laughs> M-R-E-O. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Cut 17. Trump, Khalif, Mario. Talk when about he says public action, he's talking about socialized medicine and when he and and healthcare. When he talks about a public option, he's talking about destroying your Medicare, totally destroyed, and destroying your Social Security. He was your there response. for forty-seven years. He didn't do it. <laughs> he was now there as vice president for eight years, and it's not like it was twenty-five years ago. It was three and three quarters. It was just a little while ago, right? Less than four years ago, he didn't do anything. Except mrio <laughs> So what do you think Mrio means? I don't know. Health. Um, health um, um, did you notice, by the way, that Biden, I heard him laughing on this <clears throat> cut, but um, did that he used his famous malarkey line in did this he? debate? He, Jesus. he used malarkey last <clears throat> night. Um, Maybe mean, that's what Mrio was. It's malarkey. All right. Cut a team. This is this one I do know. Carl Trump, North Korea. So this is Jonathan Carl. Um, and this is another fact-checking thing. So Biden goes after Trump about being hanging out with Kim Jong-un. Mm-hmm. And Trump has a great human answer, saying, yeah, he doesn't want a war, doesn't want to be nuked. He gets along with them. So what's wrong with getting along with people? Which is a really human answer, but it's so far against conventional wisdom. It's something you would never say. But with Trump, he just says it. And it, it I, I think it's, it's, it's part of the... If there is a, a secret sauce to this to Trump, that's part of it. Him saying things that make you think, well, I know you're not supposed to say that, but why the hell not? So why the hell not? But so for so um Jonathan Carl of ABC, he's forced to 
use his own experience on the issue, covering a few presidents now, and just like Daniel Dale, is put in the awkward position of having to essentially defend Donald Trump. Um, but that moment, uh, you know, you have to remember what he inherited. He inherited a complete and total failure, uh, a bipartisan failure of the greatest foreign policy minds or so we thought uh, in our country who had tried to deal with the North Korean threat, beginning with the Clinton administration. Into a failure of the greatest foreign policy minds mm -hmm. or so we thought. Imagine that all of mm -hmm. the Ben Rhodes, all the smart people around Obama, great pedigree, Harvard and Yale, and all the Bush people too. Right. The greatest Clinton, pedigree. Clinton going right? all the way back. I mean, exactly. They know is... so much. They've all got still got gigs now. David Gergen, they've got gigs at uh, at uh, at Harvard and Yale, and speaking gigs here and there. And a lot of them write for the New York Times. They live in brownstones, and they they absolutely go to the vineyard in Nantucket every summer, and they wear Nantucket red pants. And uh, and they're freaking idiots. Well, yeah. I mean, it turns out their foreign policy doesn't work. And, I mean, it sounds insane to say it, but maybe Trump is on to something here. You know, you've got peace in the Middle East. Kim Jong-un isn't bombing anything currently. And... You know, it might not look nice when Trump is meeting with him and hanging around with him and complimenting him on his hairstyle or whatever. But, it, you know, if it keeps people from dying, and I thought it was good. I was impressed, actually, that Trump had the number of uh, people living in Seoul, South Korea, handy mentally. You know, that was yes. impressive that he knew 32 million people live in Seoul and they're at risk of nuclear war, you know. That's the sort of stuff that wins elections, honestly. It sounds mm -hmm. dumb, but like seeming like you're competent and you know what's going on and you can reference stuff counts a lot for people. Totally. And so I thought he was impressive on the foreign policy stuff, actually. I mean, the, the actual fruits of the foreign policy have been good. And like you say in the cut that you played, it, it flies in the face of all the foreign policy expertise that we were told is like very serious, smart people all believe this. All the people who write thought pieces, think mm -hmm. pieces, op-eds mm -hmm. to the Washington Post, New York but Times. But you notice there aren't Syrian refugees in boats everywhere anymore. There aren't – like this isn't – the ISIS isn't beheading Americans left and right. There's – Soleimani's dead, uh, whatever the, um, the ISIS head guy, right. Baghdadi's gone. I mean – this is and, you know, people don't forget Trump didn't mention it in this debate, but it was mentioned in other debates, certainly. But, you know, Biden was against killing bin Laden. Right. That's that's serious. And and, you know, props to Obama for killing bin Laden when mm -hmm. Biden didn't want him to. But I mean, Trump's foreign policy has worked out. So it I has been. I don't know the what idea else of you the, can that say another Arab it. country now has uh, normalized relations with Israel. And has now a working relationship with the United States. We've just dropped a bunch of sanctions off of Sudan. This is a country that that, that 20 years ago, 22 years ago, um, was run by a guy who was working with Al-Qaeda to bomb the American embassy. And, uh, and this was a place that was murdering its own citizens just a decade and a half ago. The United States worked mm -hmm. closely with them in the last few years, has increased um, the, the, their efforts with this country. And um, you know, giving the people more of a uh, a, a decision making um, decision making um, opportunity in their own government, and um, 
And now, you know, this things are better in that country than they've been forever. And things are getting better. Um, and now, you know, we've got another country who doesn't want to destroy Israel and doesn't have a pact and doesn't have a, a full written allegiance with um, Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not <clears throat> sending as many American kids to die in foreign wars, which is a Trump sort of libertarian-ish promise that Trump made. That he's absolutely held up on. He and mm-hmm. and people said he would be a warmonger and he was dangerous and he'd get us all killed and this and that and that rhetoric was especially high around the Soleimani mm-hmm. time. He's going to kill us all, but he hasn't. And exactly. I mean, give him time; could still happen. But I, you know, well, that's so, not what he wants. That's not Trump. It's not so in his DNA. Far, he doesn't like wars. He's not into that stuff. He doesn't want to destroy stuff and have stuff explode. He wants people he, to like him too. Exactly. He wants people like him. So I'm going to play the rest of this, this uh, Jonathan Carl cut on Trump in North Korea. Um, but that moment, uh, you know, you, you have to remember what he inherited. He inherited a complete and total failure, uh, a bipartisan failure of the greatest foreign policy minds or so we thought uh, in our country who had tried to deal with the North Korean threat, beginning with the Clinton administration into the entirety of the of the of the second Bush administration and the Obama administration. They had tried to uh, prevent North Korea from getting nuclear weapons. Uh, it failed entirely. They developed a, a rather extensive nuclear program and uh, the, uh, the the missile program that could potentially deliver those weapons to the United States. So that's what uh, Donald Trump inherited, and he tried something radically different uh, to deal with it. There we go. All right, moving right along here. Uh <laughs> Trump, of course, brings it right back to uh, to the New York Post stuff and uh, the big man stuff. Number one. Number two, I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe, and your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10 percent to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe I don't not. know. But you're the Could big be. man, I think. I'll just your put son that out said there. We have to give 10 percent to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible. All right, gentlemen. Excellent. Well done. Here's another thing about shutting down the government. This is this is where the battle lines have been drawn, like we talked about before. Biden is pro-shutdown. It was willing to do it again and again. Drop of a dime. Trump is against it. But you haven't ruled out more shutdowns. Oh, well, no, I, I'm not shutting down the name, but there are, look... You need standards. The standard is if you have a reproduction rate in a community that's above a certain level. Is that right, that word? I don't know. I was bothered by it last night. Is it a reproduction rate? Uh, reproduction rate? I just think that there's got to be a better word. Odd. Everybody says slow up, slow more up. social distancing, do not open bars and do not open gymnasiums. Today. Screw you, do not open bars and gymnasiums. Jesus Christ, these are Americans with businesses, for frig's sake. Not everybody is, you know, preserved and, uh, you know, has a, a permanent lifeline in a government check and God knows how many pensions. You haven't ruled out more shutdowns. Oh, well, no, I, I'm not shutting down the name, but there are, look, they need standards. The standard is if you have a reproduction rate in a community that's above a certain level, everybody says. No, not everybody says necessarily anything. Slow up. Slow up. You know, shut her down if, it's, if that's what it takes. I don't know. I'm a little uh, uneasy with that. So it was, it was a hell of a good night for Donald Trump. He certainly needs it. We'll see if the polling, what the polling does, if the polling does anything. 
I think probably he'll take it a little bit closer. And, and uh, you know, who knows? People have may have made their mind up a while ago. And I mean, it's some very... people have already voted, certainly. Oh, yeah, I think like 30 million or something will a have lot. voted. Yeah, so, I mean, they could have already voted for Biden. Many of them could have already voted for Trump. People may have, I don't know how many people haven't made up their minds by now, have made up their minds by now. I mean, there was, personally, at this point, I will certainly vote for Donald Trump. Had there been another choice that made me, and I wasn't going to vote for Joe Jorgensen, but had there been another choice that wasn't Trump, it matters who that choice was. You can't hand me Tom Shattuck, Joe Biden, who since the year I was born has been in Washington, D.C., being purely mediocre again and again. He's like Chuck Schumer. He's just another cynical hack game show host politician with big fake teeth. I'm not impressed. He's a half-assed uh, presidential candidate. He's a candidate. If you saw him last night, then you saw. That's the real guy. He's not good. Joe Biden is never your first pick. He's not good at this. I mean, you you had some exciting people running as Democrats here before you went to the old guard. Andrew Yang was an interesting dude. I liked uh, Buttigieg. I thought he was an interesting guy. Andrew Yang way was really interesting because he was also not a jerk, which was a rarity. Um, Cory Booker's it, not terrible either. Cory right, Booker's certainly more dynamic. He's finding Biden. himself, though. Cory Booker, the, the actual Cory Booker who came upon the scene was a different guy than a presidential candidate. It does – a lot of people don't know how to fit into it. And mm-hmm. so same with Klobuchar. She was goofy when she was out there. When she's, Yeah. You know, somebody – unfortunately, I, I don't They're know – They're trying to get her to not be the real her who's awesome. I like the real yes, her. Yes. The person who's, who's torturing her interns, <laughs> that's who I want. The person who's throwing binders at people because yes. they had the grand her wrong in her press release that's who i want yes like yes i think that's important get my it's press incredibly real right zoomers absolutely beat on the zoomers and you will get our <laughs> vote we right. will promise you that all right hey thank you everybody we will uh by the way we're gonna do uh, we're gonna get on youtube very shortly alice has promised she's gonna help me with that and other stuff and we'll get a new website going and uh a, a twitter feed for just for the burn barrel some other burn barrel stuff to make life easier for y'all we really appreciate everything you've done all of your support find me at tom shack on twitter she's at alice shack on twitter really appreciate it man we'll see you either tomorrow or the next day probably tomorrow who we get say la vie Uh, excuse me. President Trump once again went after Joe Biden on the issue of fracking to extract oil and gas. Let's listen. It's all a pipe dream. But you know what we'll do? We're going to have the greatest economy in the world. But if you want to kill the economy, get rid of your oil industry. You want. And, and what about fracking? All right. Now, let me, now we let have me, to have, ask let me allow fracking. Vice President I Biden to have respond. I never said I oppose fracking. You said it I, on tape. I did. Show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Put it on the website. The fact of the matter is Show he's flat lying. Daniel, he then later on added that he had uh, called for an end to fracking on federal land. Yeah. So in in this case, Trump is correct. Biden did make anti-fracking comments during the Democratic primary in 2019 and 2020. And Trump was not lying. Trump is correct. Don't worry.
Joey. 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 Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.